Hey, everybody, can you do me a quick favor or actually do us a quick favor? Me and Pammy, my co-host, could you give us a review? Well, let's put it this way. If you like the podcast, <laughs> if you like the podcast, can you give us a review? Uh, clearly, all the topics that we talk about, you might not agree with uh, some, especially when I get into my my spiritual journey, you know, kind of the walking away from religion and becoming just more spiritual. Uh, you know, if you're still religious, uh, you will probably disagree with a lot of the things I say, and that's okay, right? That's okay. Uh, but if you enjoy the podcast, if you could give us a quick rating, that would be great on Spotify, um, Apple. I'm, I'm not really sure all the other platforms, how you go about giving a, a rating, but uh, it helps us out. It helps the show out a lot, and uh, we appreciate it. All right, everybody, let's get into today's topic, Q&A with some of our listeners. Here we go. Pammy, we're going to talk about some good stuff today. So one of the things I think that are super duper red flag right off the bat that goes along with all of our questions that we're going to address today in this podcast, if you are in a relationship that makes you feel more anxious than you were when you were single, probably not, probably not, no. <laughs> probably not the relationship for you. No. Love. It's not working. Oh, <laughs> you know what? Wait, where is it? What happened? Oh, why is it? Oh, oh. every button I push today doesn't work, Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> the door doesn't work. Okay, Pammy, <laughs> let's try this one more time. All right, ready? Love and dating with Timmy and Pammy. <laughs> Never give up. I'm going to leave Never all that up. stuff on there for the first. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. I I'm not even looking at you. I'm I'm looking at my computer here. Um, our, our our space just keeps getting um, taken over by plants. <laughs> it does. And so, plants and, and pets. pets and pets. pets. And so Dear yes, Lord. it's getting it's getting more and more cozy in here. Dear Lord. Uh, so today we we've got some listener questions that that came in, and so we're just going to do that. Let's do it. Let's just do that. Let's do it. All right. So. The first one I think to me is a, it's not going to be a quick answer. It'll be a quick answer, but I think we can talk about it for a minute. The first question is when are you ready to be, or how can you know when you're ready to be in a committed relationship? That was a really good question and something I've been like thinking about this. Like, that's an interesting question. Like, how did I know I was ready? You know, how did you know you were ready? Um, so what do you, what do you think, Pam? take a stab at it. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah wait like wait yeah. let me see if i got another button all right pammy what do you think <laughs> i love the soundboard okay we're just gonna play today is like let's not talk let's just push on and we've buttons. not had a single cocktail we haven't like no, we did last no. week no, and I'm running on fumes today. So <laughs> why that's surprising what my brain is even functioning today. Oh. How, how did you know? How did, well I You thought you knew. I thought I knew <laughs> fifteen times. <laughs> Gosh. Um, you know, okay. The the right answer <laughs> the right answer is uh you'll know I actually one of the things I thought of first was, you know, when you're no longer bitter or no longer hate your ex or 
you know, want them to die or <laughs> where you can when you think cancel about your, the hit. Yeah. On the- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you, you know, you think about your ex and you don't have all of those, um, those negative emotions come up for you anymore. Yeah. I think that's, oh, excuse me. Now my gum is falling apart. <laughs> We're just a mess. <laughs> so that, that's like one of my first thoughts, you know, going that deep, but quite frankly, I didn't know until I knew it was almost like a, like a switch was flipped and it was not too long ago. And and I don't mean that from that. I wasn't committed in other relationships, but I think my heart wasn't in a space to allow me to um, accept and love someone fully because I wasn't there for myself. Yeah. I love that. Uh, for me, it was not just personal talking about my, my personal, how I knew, but, um, the short answer is the same as yours. You know, when you no longer carry bitterness and wounds from a, a previous relationship, um, to me, that's, that's a sign that you're definitely getting your heart in a space that's, that's ready for it. Um, because the, the, and here's why the, the, the reason that's, so critically important is if I still am dealing with bitterness and there's still wounds from a previous relationship, I'm going to treat the new person mm-hmm. through a filter of those hurts and those wounds. Yeah. And so that's not fair. You know, that that's not fair if you were cheated on to then yeah. be treating your new partner yes. with jealousy and suspicion. Yep. So, you might as well bring that ex into the, well, they're in the relationship. That, they're, basically. Exactly, they're in Pammy. the relationship with you. Absolutely. So yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Yeah. For me, how I actually knew I was ready. I think when I knew I was just, for me, just personally, it was really when I kind of knew I was done with the, my wild phase, you know, mm-hmm. what you, what you call <laughs> the whole phase. What, yeah. What, what you, uh, Di- uh, what's the coined? One? Yeah, what you coined or what you dearingly refer to is what I was thinking. Yes, of. yes, you- <laughs> delightful word. <laughs> yeah, home. the hoe phase. The hoe phase. Once, once I realized, or once I, that was no longer fulfilling for me, or that was no longer meeting any kind of needs. I realized, okay, I think my heart is healed, um, to the point of someone else could fill that space. I just had a visualization of like your heart. And when you have wounds and bitterness and cracks, you can't hold the love of the new person because it's cracked yeah. and it's going to leak. Yep. You right. You take a cup, you put a hole in it and you put, keep putting water in it. I, to me, that's what the heart's like. And so once my heart was sealed up and healthy, could hold space, hold love for another person. That's when I knew, Yeah, that's when I knew, okay, I'm going to start dating differently and start dating with more intention. I'm going to really be looking for the characteristics and the traits and the things that I really want in a relationship rather than just, I want a jungle gym, someone that's fun. Yeah. I just want fun because that, that clearly is a different, it's a whole different, um, I don't, it's a whole different 
person that you're looking for. I mean, right. it's it's so different. What I would what I was looking for in a casual relationship. Clearly, there were certain things that didn't need to. We didn't need to be super compatible. Exactly. <laughs> we just yeah. need to have some little bit yeah. of chemistry, maybe a little connection. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Or, frankly, just chemistry. Yeah. You know, just a little bit of that, and 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 that could happen. So, yeah, when you when you feel that your heart can really hold space for someone, because relationships, though, some relationships are more challenging than others. Clearly, I think that stems from the compatibility piece. When you are super compatible, there's less uh, to fight about. Mm -hmm. Where if you're more compatible, then there's just less to fight about. I mean, it's, it's you know, uh, that, yeah. when I think about compatibility, that's that's what I think about is like, wow, that's why that's so important. When I was casually dating, why didn't compatibility wasn't that important it, to me? Yeah. But for committed relationship, yeah. compatibility was everything yes. to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's another, that's a really good point of knowing when is, yeah. you know, when you're not only when you no longer are pulled toward, you know, the fun ho phase type activities yeah. and you're looking and you feel this pull toward commitment and and compatibility. I think that's, you know, really, really smart way to look at it. Yeah. And what do you think about this, Pammy? Because this is another thought as you were talking, knowing, how do I say this? When you almost are at a place where you're okay to be single. Yes. Does that, does that yes, resonate and with that, you? Yes, it does. And that to me is a very good sign that you're doing, that the healing is either in process or it is you're well on your way. And I don't believe any of us are fully ever fully healed because sure. our emotions are always going to be there. Triggers are always going to be there. Now, how we respond to them is going to change as we heal and as we grow and you know that and your kind of response thing. says a lot right exactly and so i think that's a really good indicator for you as a you know for yourself is that how am i responding to this and then as you date how are you responding to triggers inside a relationship that you know triggers from past relationships how do they affect you in this one you know and that's that's about you so that's yeah. that's growth yeah if it doesn't affect you the same way or you don't think about it the same way yeah when it, when i used to get triggered earlier on and, and a trigger lasted like it affected me for five days and and then now when i get triggered it, it affects me for like 10 or 15 minutes yeah yeah well <laughs> yeah, and that's that, gross that's, like, yeah. that's huge i mean it really is and it gets shorter the time gets shorter and shorter and right. shorter and then you know hopefully someday the trigger doesn't affect you anymore right um but you know we're human, so we can't get away from them. We, the triggers are going to always be there. Yeah, It's just, I think with practice and telling ourselves the right stories about things yeah. versus the way it's always been, that helps too. Yeah. And emotional maturity. I, the other thing that I, I've noticed, you're ready to be in a relationship when you don't have these negative type responses like jealousy mm -hmm. um which is just you know it stems from some kind of an insecurity yeah um i would say this 
if you're triggered a lot, you're not, you're not ready. No, you're not ready. Um, now anyone's going to be, like you said, we all can be triggered for, for at various, re various times for various reasons, but they need to be far and few between. And it would take more to trigger you than what would have triggered you before. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of like when you work yeah. out, right? You, at first you can do little weight, but the more you get stronger and you can do more weight. I think it's the same thing emotionally as you're, as you become more emotionally secure and emotionally mature, you, you can handle more and, you know, yeah. you, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. As you're, you know, to continue on the, the workout theme, as you train yourself to lift the love-based emotions, joy, peace, ha you know, happiness, um, love. When you start rehearsing those and just building that, you know, in yourself, the other ones start pushing away and yeah. start going away. So it's like, if you focus on that and you keep building that, that's going to become your new norm. Yeah. I would think in my mind, I have just this thought running through my mind because it's, this seems very natural to think. I think, I think I would probably think this maybe, um, like in my emotions, I might think it, but not in my rational brain. And that is I'm depressed and lonely. I just need to be in a relationship, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm, I don't think that's good. That's not good. <laughs> because if you can't, if you can't hold your own space, for your own self being in a relationship. Yes, there are, there are benefits and blessings of being in a, in a very loving, kind, caring relationship um, for sure. But if that's what you think you need in order to be happy, I think you're really setting yourself up for an unhealthy codependent well, type yeah. of relationship yeah you're gonna it, it, with that type of outlook you're going to attract a person that will continue to support that belief yeah that you are lonely and even if you're in a relationship you'll continue to feel that way because you've told yourself you want someone who will support that and yeah. you'll find that person it just i mean it's it's crazy to look i look back at some some of the relationships that i've been in over the last 15 years since my divorce and how true that is. And I could not have seen it in the moment, could yeah. not have seen, but looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. I was insecure and I found somebody who supported that insecurity, like yeah. with, with things that their behavior. And it just, you know, it, it was exactly what I wanted. Yeah. I wanted to feel insecure at that time. Didn't consciously say that, but sure, that's sure. what I was telling myself. So I continued to, to feel that way. And I, I was. So yeah, it's really fascinating. Yeah. It seems it's human nature that we always think that we're further along than we really are better looking than we actually are. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Stronger than we yeah. really are. That, that would be my, my guess. That seems like the research supports that, that, you know, I don't believe in the necessarily like a rating system, but I saw some, a documentary on looks and different things and that people always think, think they're they're rated higher than they actually are mm. you know like they would say i'm i'm a solid you know seven or eight it's like and then and, you know then the research is like according to the 
research, like, no, you're a solid five, (laughs) you know? So I I think that would translate probably into emotional. We think we're, we're good. I'm good. Mm -hmm. I'm good. It's like, well, maybe you are. I mean, that's totally possible, but also maybe not. And I think looking honestly at your triggers, how often the triggers happen, how severe the triggers happen, how long the triggers affect your emotions and and all that stuff. And just your own, you know, your own, that was another thing for me when I did kind of just settle into my singleness and thought to myself, yes, I do would, I do want to be in a relationship, but I don't have to have one to be happy. Yeah. That's, I think when I really crossed over and thought, oh, okay, I think I am really ready now that I, it's not like I have to have this. I don't need this. I want this though. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I definitely, I definitely crossed that same bridge. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another question that came in. Oh gosh. Should you keep secrets from your partner? Okay. There, (laughs) this is, this is an interesting question that this listener asked because this can go two ways, meaning keep secrets from a future partner, right? Or if someone's married currently, you know, keep, should you keep secrets from your partner? Right. So, right. There's, yeah, there's like, what do you, what do you tell? A, okay. Well, let's just, let me just, we'll just say, we'll talk about this. So you're dating someone. Um, are there things that you haven't revealed to him that you've thought you should or will you never reveal those things? And I know that I'm not talking about deep, dark secrets. Like you've murdered someone in their bed in your backyard, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, just like, I'm trying to think just whatever, like, are there things that are like, no, that's just between me and myself and that's it. Or would you feel it would be important to, to share that? I'm trying to think of something well, specific, and, but so there, I, I'm pretty honest with my boyfriend and I'm okay with that because he's very, he's honest with me. We've talked about a lot of things and we've talked about them as they come up. It wasn't like I had to sit him down and say, okay, Hey, you know, here's the seven things. Here's the things I need to tell you. (laughs) You know, we've both had long dating experience, you know, like we've both, we're both in our fifties. Like we've dated a lot. Right. So we know there's a lot of experience and a lot of history and all those things. We don't need details, that kind of thing. Right. Um, so, you know, if I, I think if there was a secret or something that was a part of. Like if you had cheated on a, a previous partner, that's a good. So, one. okay. So that actually has happened. And I remember and this was several years ago. I told someone I was dating or, you know, with, and it might even have been on a first date that topic came up and I told him that, yeah, I had, you know, I had cheated in the past and, um, you know, that wasn't something at that point, you know, I, it wasn't even something I thought about doing, you know, when I was committed in a relationship, I wasn't going to do that. I knew the effects and the results of cheating. And I, you weren't proud of it. I wasn't proud of it. No, but it was a it was a conversation that came up. Well, that probably wasn't the proper time to, to, you know, to tell someone. And I later talked to a friend who said, heck no, that's none of their business. Honestly, 
it really wasn't, you know, it, it was none of his business. Now, had we been in a long, longer relationship and, and the conversation came up or there were insecurities that were coming up and the question was asked, I asked, I would have been honest about it, but to lead with, you know, to, to put that out there just to get Hi, it my out name's there, Pammy, I- <laughs> right. Just to get it like, that's, that's not necessary. Sure. And I, and I'm, on board with that. It's not necessary for you to air all of your, you know, your junk when you first start dating someone. But I do think it's important to be honest because I think what happens is the second you, you're dishonest one time with your partner about something, it's easier to keep doing that. Or you have to continue lying to support what you're not telling them. Yeah. And that just starts breaking down the relationship and it's unhealthy. And yeah. so, you know, I, I, again, that's from a going into a relationship, you know, situation. Now, if you're in a relationship and you do something and you, you know, are afraid of telling your partner because you think it's going there, I mean, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. And I think that, and, I, and there's two thoughts on this and and I'm still processing which one I really believe. One is um, if, if, if the secret, well, first of all, I guess calling it a secret is already damaging the relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. Right. But the whole idea of like, if you cheat inside a relationship, you have a one night stand with someone, you're married, um, do you tell your spouse or do you just never do it again and don't tell them? And I've heard, I've heard both yeah. sides of it because who are you willing to damage their, your relationship with them by putting something on them that's not theirs? And I think it was Esther Perel said this, Yeah, you're putting your shame, you're putting your guilt on them. And that's not fair to the relationship. So there's that whole side of it. Then there's the other side of it that says you made a commitment and you broke the commitment. You broke the covenant. Therefore, you must account to that. So, you know, I'm I'm still weighing all of that that because I honestly don't know, you know, what what's better. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a that's probably a three hour podcast on its own with with uh, a group of people almost because. That is a tough one. When I think about secrets, I think my first like gut response is, well, no, of course, you know, I'm married. I'm like, no, no secrets, you know, full disclosure. Um, a couple things that I thought of because, you know, recently being married and, and just always ask me, uh, not so much anymore, but when we were dating, she would always say, um, tell me a secret, you know, or what, what do you, what secret do you have? Or, she would just ask me and that was an interesting, if it's very interesting. Cause I'm like, Whoa, there are things, you know, like, what do you mean? <laughs> I stole <laughs> a car when I was a teenager. I mean, that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, yes. it's like I stole a piece of gum from Safeway and you know, <laughs> like in your mind, you start going through, well, what secrets do I have? So I started in my mind thinking, okay, what secrets could she ever find out that would be hurtful if I didn't tell her? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, you know, cheating in the past or anything like that to me, 100% without question, absolutely must tell because I I would never want her to find something out that that's true 
that I've left out. Thankfully, she would ask me a lot of questions. Therefore, it would be, in my opinion, it would be flat out lying, even though is it her business what happened in a previous relationship? Well, if she's wanting to commit with me and to me, kind of, I, I feel like it's like kind of like what all my business is kind of her business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's, yeah, there's that side there, of it too. Yeah, it's like, I like, want ugh. you to know everything about me because I want you to love everything about me, the yeah. good, the bad, and the ugly. And don't want to ever have to you hide. Know? And I, and I, yes, I want to be able to be authentically me oh, and yes. just and the the thing is like just because you made a decision in the past to do something that might have hurt a previous relationship doesn't mean you're going to do it in this relationship oh, no it doesn't and not. doesn't right. mean that it has to affect this relationship it's something that happened yeah. and again that goes back to how you hold it right and the the work that you do on yourself and your emotional maturity Absolutely. and all those things so it has a lot to do with where you are in your own are you ready for coming to relationship yeah. and if you are then it shouldn't be a problem to tell you know your partner yeah. those things about yourself because you know and yeah. and if they can't handle it then they're not the person for you right because yeah i just i feel like there's that that whole piece that we want to be loved fully yes we want to be accepted. fully known yes. fully loved yes and that to me is like that's the kind of person that you want to be in relationship with. Yeah. Therefore you must be that. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of layers there on that one. I heard someone say this and I 100% agree just because you lie doesn't make you a liar. Right. You know, and yep. you carry that on through and, and a bunch of different topics. Mm -hmm. And but, just because but, you cheated doesn't make you a cheater. No, no absolutely. Yeah, there's a, there are. Yeah. And because the, you know, this relationship is different than that other relationship. Right. Not only is it different in different, in every other way, like every way you're with a different person, it's a different dynamic, different compatibility, all of that. But it's also a different space and time, meaning hopefully the person has grown, Yes, you know, um, be and learn from that, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. And the reality is everybody lies. It, I, I, it's universal. It's like everybody masturbates <laughs> and those that say they didn't are liars. Yeah. Like it's, it's, everybody has lied and it's just a fact i'm not excusing it i'm not saying it's right but i'm saying everybody has lied at some point for some reason whatever no one i would hope is proud of that yeah but i think and maybe i've i've watched too much true crime and i'm reading you know i'm reading a book a week right now pammy oh my god i'm like literally i'm pounding a book a week i'm just trying to get 10 pages done <laughs> i've just yeah oh i've been really goodness. reading a lot so i'm reading a book right now called the dinner list and it's just a it's a really good book but it it in the book it talks about secrets you know that dating this person you know fell in love and then found out there was a gambling addiction, you know, I mean, you've told this story, not a gambling, but a drinking problem. Yeah. You know, you dated someone and they hit it so well. And then, you know, like you can't hide forever. Right. So when I think of those kinds of things, if you're holding a secret and you're listening to this podcast and you're holding some kind of a deep, dark secret, a, I would say a couple things to the, to you, the individual that has the secret why is it a secret? And if it's unhealthy, then 
get help to get through it so it's not something that needs to be held in the secret place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. If, if you're secretly doing something, to me, that's just living a lie. And listen, folks, I know about this. I had uh, major character flaws in, in my life. And, and that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother podcast. But I, I, I felt that I had to hold secrets. I had to lie. I had to suppress and keep in the dark certain things. Now these weren't, I didn't have a, a separate family in Utah or anything, <laughs> but just, you know, things. And, and so, and so having been that person before, and now I'm a person that lives fully full, you know, I just, Oh, I'm an open book. You yeah. literally could ask me anything and I will tell you mm -hmm. bluntly what I'm up to. Uh, but I don't have those secrets. I don't have secrets anymore. I'm living authentically, genuinely, openly, honestly, you know, Jessica knows everything about me, every, every dark, deep cupboard, every crack and crevice, she knows it all. And, and that's from my past, you know? And, and so now I can't even tell you the joy that's in my heart to know if she wants to see my phone, I'm not nervous. Yeah. Why would I be nervous? Yeah. There look through it. There's nothing in there except pictures of her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's just, I don't have anything to hide. Yeah. And man, that feels good to, to be just, I feel so free and so known and so loved um, because that would be a red flag, right? If she was wanting to see my phone and I'm like, Oh, hang on just a minute. Let me, and then I go in the bathroom, like I'm going to go to potty and then I'm deleting, <laughs> deleting. like, see that, yeah. that kind of shit goes on. And, and if you're living that way, especially if you're in a committed relationship, dear Lord, now I'm not saying just go run and spill the beans to your partner, but I'd say, get your butt to a counselor ASAP and say, man, I'm holding a bunch of secrets. Help me get away from this. So I will quit living this secret life. Before yeah. it destroys the relationship. Yeah. yeah. Or you. Right. You know, I mean, guilt and shame can be very destructive. Absolutely. Especially shame. Yeah. Absolutely. Now for a short commercial break, we'll be right back with more questions from our listeners. All right, Pammy, we're back. Let's, let's close the door on that secrets. Do you have anything final? Cause I do have a couple thoughts. I don't go ahead. So. <laughs> When I think about the importance of what you just said about the, even for yourself, you know, not, not holding secrets for yourself. When you hold secrets, you can't be fully loved because you're not fully revealing yourself. So you're really building a relationship on sand to use a, a biblical reference, <laughs> you're, you're really building a relationship on sand when you're keeping those, those secrets and holding that that's you, it's bound to destroy the relationship eventually. But like you said, it's bound to destroy you yeah. and your confidence and your self-esteem. I mean, how could you be full of self-esteem, self, self-esteem if you are up to shenanigans, yeah, you know, secretly. And so, yeah, I just, I think it's, I think it's so important 
to really, if you're single, so if you're single and you have things that, cause even if you're single, you have secrets, meaning there's things that you don't want people to know. So my advice would be, well, now's the time to work on that because if you ever hope to be in a relationship, you can't hold those secrets of, you know, ex excessive porn use or whatever it might be that, that you're doing, that you are feeling shame from or guilt from. Yeah. yeah it's really the, it's the, really the shame that you want to address. Yeah. Because I think even just talking to a therapist, you know, someone, someone who's paid to listen to you and hopefully, you know, be a, a good, um, a good point for you to start to heal, but just having someone to say those things to lessens the shame immediately. Absolutely. Like it already, you already start to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not holding this. I'm not the only one that knows, you know, I have to say something. And so I feel like that's a, that's a great place to start. And, you know, it really should frighten us when we are more concerned about our secrets hurting someone else than hurting ourselves. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. I mean, it really should scare us and it, and that's most of the time it doesn't because we don't, we don't think we think we can handle it or we don't think it's bothering us or we don't think that it's affecting us. And it really is yeah. because now it's affecting the relationship. But, and I would I also mean, say, um, what do you think about this? So if you are in a relationship and you feel like I can't tell my partner this, it will freak them out then what well i mean you're already assuming that it will freak them out do you really know that it will or is that just something you're telling yourself so you don't have to tell them yeah and I if mean, you're because shame can be a motivator right I've, I've always taught that there's shame and guilt guilt's feeling bad for something you did wrong shame is i'm bad yeah shame also though can be a motivator to push you to change i mean if it's if you're doing something that you're ashamed of one, I would say, really try to work through that to not do anything you'd be ashamed of. Is that mean? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't live, oh, yeah. don't do things that you're ashamed of, you know. Or, like, I smoke weed. Clearly, I talk about it a lot. There's no shame there. It's legal in Missouri now. <laughs> so even when it wasn't, you were still talking. I know, about it. <laughs> I know, because I because it was what I did. Right. right. I'm I'm gonna live authentic. Mm -hmm. I'm just yeah. I refuse to live like I used to live in the past. I'm gonna live ultra, 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 there we go. I'm going to live ultra authentic. It's that's my goal for my life. And it was so freeing because, you know, I was just so free about it and it was wild how it just opened people up. I mean, uh, now obviously there's times you don't talk about stuff. Like there are things, secrets don't seek private things. Aren't necessarily secrets. Correct. Right. Correct. I would not yeah. tell someone like, Hey, how you doing? I'm masturbated today. What'd you do? Like that, you know, <laughs> right. That's They're socially, TMI. Yeah. That's yeah. Socially <laughs> that's, depends on what group you're in, but <laughs> right. I'm sure with your, with your friends, yeah. you can talk about that stuff. That's yeah. fine. Uh, and of course, you know, I talk about that stuff on the podcast all the time because it's part of the, my shtick, you know, and it's true and everybody can relate with it and they laugh and they get funny because everybody does it, but it's, it's clearly not something I would, you know, be in the grocery store <laughs> talking to the cashier about, <laughs> you know, sorry, my hand's so sticky, but oh, you know, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, so clearly <laughs> private things, that's not secret. That's different. That's different. Yeah. Right. But a secret is 
I think that would be how I would define it. If, if you're holding some kind of secret that if it was known makes you feel shame, then, then, then that's a secret that you need to go see someone about and right. talk about. Yeah. Or talk to somebody about it. Yeah. Talk to someone about it because if you're in a relationship and you feel you can't reveal the secret that you're carrying, gosh, I have so many opinions about this one. I think, well, dear Lord, go see someone. I keep saying this, but go see someone for sure. Get someone else's advice too. But I don't, think you should continue to keep this secret if it's something that plagues you. Uh, well, let me just ask you this. If if your boyfriend was excessively looking at porn and you found it out, what would you think? What would you feel? What do you I mean just what do you think of that? Um it would be a conversation. I mean that's that's my first thought is like we'd have to talk about it. Like why? Yeah. I'd want to know why. Like yeah. what why why is that so important to yeah. you? You know, and then, I mean, it would have to be a very, it may have to be more than one conversation, yeah. you know? So, and for me to understand that, and then I'd have to make a decision on whether or not that's something I'd want in my relationship, yeah. you know? I mean, so there's. It's and if it was some kind of wacky, because here's in right. my mind, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking someone listening to this podcast and I'm thinking maybe they're into some weird shit, bonded stuff, which isn't necessarily weird. I'm just saying like something that might be, they're ashamed of because it might present a problem to their partner. Maybe they wear weird clothes. Maybe they're wearing a cock ring or like whatever. I'm just, I'm trying to think that <laughs> someone could have something that they're somewhat embarrassed of or ashamed of. If you're single, never keep secrets and like make sure your partner knows about that up front. So you don't get so deep into it and then come to find out, you know, that, oh, that, that kind of porn is really trippy and weird. I can't deal with that. Wow. Does that make sense? Like, I mean, yeah, I'm sure I, like there'd be certain. I, I, I'm thinking about the abortion issue and that was a part of the, you know, um, mm, yeah. Blind, uh, love is blind. Love is blind. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and that, and that, that's a big one for a lot of women is, you know, they've had an abortion in the past and do they tell their new partner does it it is it important enough to tell the new partner about that do, what does it say about me like and the shame that's not a, a lot of women carry about having had an abortion yeah. and i've witnessed it you know many many times as soon as it's out they realize number one they're not alone right number two they no longer have the shame about it because they're not alone yeah so there's the there, I mean, and that's a big one. I think that's a big one that, that that's happens. A perfect example in, in relationships, and it's like, okay, when do you have that conversation, and do you have that conversation? How does it affect the current relationship? Does the fact that you had an abortion at fifteen years old, and you're now forty something, and you've had a couple kids, does that affect your relationship? Is an is it important to tell that person? Because a lot of time has passed. You've probably grown. You obviously have had children, you know, if it's something that you're still carrying shame about, then yes, you should either talk to your partner about the shame that you're carrying for that, because that's going to affect the relationship or you talk to someone else. I mean, Pam, this is so good. So I'm going to ask you a question then. Why wouldn't you tell? Because you're still carrying the shame about it. And that's the thing. Yeah. That's the point. Okay, that's what that, I, I was hoping the, you'd say yeah, that because the, I think if, it, if this is a trusted partner, yeah. 
Like you sure should tell them. Right. That's the, that's the reason is that the shame will destroy the relationship because then it will eat at you. And then you will distance yourself from your partner because you've got this secret, you've got this shame that you're carrying and it will just, it puts a bubble around you and it, you know, keeps you from your partner. Yeah. Cause you don't, if you don't feel safe to tell your partner about something that has happened in your past, if you're afraid they'll judge you or leave you or whatever, my first thought is, well, then you're with the wrong person. Why would you even be with someone that wouldn't hold space for you for something in your past, especially the example that you just gave. I mean, you know, 30 years ago, right? you're, you're with a, I don't even know what kind of person you're with that would actually judge you over something 30 years ago. In fact, to be honest, anything previous, anything previous to when you met you know, someone would meet me like anything from Jessica's past. It's her past. It's her past, but yes. it's a part of who she is. It's right. a part of her life. And so I would want to know anything and everything about Jessica's past within reason. Right. I don't, I don't care about other people that she's dated or what, you know what I mean? Yeah. The only thing I've ever, uh, you know, I've, I've asked questions. I don't want to say too much, but you know, I've asked questions, you know, about, you know, has everybody always treated you nice? Have you been always, you know, I, just curious, you know, I'm just curious. Have you ever been with anybody abusive? Anybody ever hit you? Those kinds of things I was just very curious about. Um, but anything substantial, uh, yeah, I think, it, I think the partner that you're going to spend your life with, you should feel very comfortable to, yeah. to tell them anything and everything and be loved and cherished and, 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 you know, and that's why I think it comes back to if you're still holding shame about it, then deal with that. Yeah. Because when you no longer have those, that heavy heaviness with the, you know, situation, you can tell that person in a way, I mean, you can tell them and it won't affect you or it won't affect them. You won't be afraid to tell them. Like there's this whole yeah, it really, I mean, it comes back to how are you holding it? Yeah. And every time I've ever heard, I've heard, cause I've coached couples that, you know, she had something in her past and she wanted to tell, you know, like an abortion or something. And in those ses- sessions, it, I've never known of it to go poorly. Right. Meaning that the, usually the partner's always very like cries, like cr- is emotional too and cries and is sorry that they went through that and, you know, wish they could have been there at that time. You know, it's like, so, uh, yeah, I, I think sometimes we build things up more in our mind than, than what's really going to happen. Oh, absolutely. You know? We do. We yeah. make it worse in our mind. We do because of how we feel about it. Yeah. That's the, that's where, that's the where you know the shame to, is. Yeah. Yep. That's where the switch has to happen. Yeah. Uh, okay. Another question that came in, how can, and then I have one more, more, a bigger question that came in that I'll read, um, on the email. How can you really know he or she is right for you? Take it away, Pammy. (laughs) Where's the crickets? Where's the crickets? Oh, the purple one. (laughs) Yeah, that's a, that's a, uh, it will stop eventually. (laughs) I hope. Will it? No, maybe not. I think it does. (laughs) Well, we'll just sit here. There you go. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? How, how do you know when he or she is the one? Because the, let me preface this because 
this question has actually come in a lot. This is a question I get a lot, especially as a date coach. You know, they're like, I'm dating someone. How do I know he's the one? How do I know she's the one? How do I know they're the ones that's right for me? That's a very, very common question because they'll say this, you know, I thought my first husband was the one I thought my, mm-hmm. my, my, my last girlfriend was the one I thought. And I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, it's like, what is the statistic? 40 to 50% of, of, of marriages fail clearly. Um, they thought that they were marrying the one and then it didn't work out. So maybe that question is not even asked, right? How do well, I know that they're, I, the, I, oh, well, I, how do you know they're right for you? Not the one. Okay. Yes, that. I was gonna say, how do you know they're right for you? Yeah, that's, that's, that's better than yeah, the one that is. And that's kind of where I was going to go with it is how do I know they're the one that I want to put my energy into? Um, because I mean, I don't believe that there's just one person out there for us, right? You know, there, but I can meet someone who I want to put my energy into and I want to make you know, have a life with and in that kind of thing. So I think that's, you know, for, it's gotta be compatibility. Yeah. You know, a previous podcast. Yeah. It's, I mean, to me, it's not wanting being in a place, going back to our first question, being in a place of being ready to date, ready for, you know, a committed relationship, not just to date, but a committed relationship. And when I'm there, then I'm going to attract someone who is also in that same place. Yeah. To me, that is, I mean, that's a huge piece of it is being on the same, you know, plane of playing field basically. And, and are, are you compatible? Yeah. Are you compatible? Do you, you know, are you in it? Are you in the same, um, the same place? of what you want. Meaning right. if you're still just wanting a casual friends with benefits type of thing and, and you're dating some of well, let's reverse it. Let's say you're wanting to be in a committed relationship and then you're dating someone that is showing clear indications and signs of wanting to be in a casual relationship. Well, yeah, that's like, not going to work out. Right. <laughs> At least not right. right now. I mean, we were talking before we even came online. I mean, if you're, if you're really wanting marriage and you're dating someone that never wants to get married, like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't see how that could work unless there's some major compromises. Right. Um, because then you don't want one person just to give up all their dreams of uh, ever being in a relationship and they're just going to be, you know, shacking up for the rest of their lives. If that works for you and you're not settling, then okay. But I think, I think that'd be a problem, you know, or at least a really heartfelt conversation of, we should, you know, what do we see eye to eye on things? And if you do great, keep yeah. walking together. Yeah. If you don't spend a little time circling the mountain and talking about that and, and figuring that out. Yeah. yeah. I think, and I think that when you feel like you found a friend, I feel like that's a huge piece of, of the relationship being successful is having that friendship building that friendship. You like doing things together. You enjoy each other. And I think compatibility, you know, is a part of that, but it's also like, do I like this person? Are they, are they the kind of person that I want to take home to my, my family and I want my friends to meet do, you know, are they kind? Are they there? I mean, 
all the things we talk about all the time, are they right for you when they line up with how you want your life to look and how, how you want to live your life, how you actually live your life, who you are in the world, yeah, how you see the world. I mean, there's, it's, it's, there's a lot, yeah. but I do think that there is this element of knowing there's this element of peace that comes along with being in a relationship with someone that is Ooh. right for you. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, you're not constantly questioning and that's personal growth, but that's also the person that you're with because you've attracted them now that you've grown. I mean, it's, there's just all of these different elements that come together to, you know, just to, to be in this space of like, yeah, this is, this feels good. This, you know, is right. Like we're, we're honest with each other. We're authentic. We're having fun. You know, chemistry is great. All of the things. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking to myself that, yeah, good goodness. I, I think that to know your, to know someone's right for you and ready, you know, that you're, that they're right for you, not the one, but they're right for you. Sense of peace. I used to tell my kids that all the time. Kids just follow peace. How do you know it's the right job for you? Follow peace. You know, do you get along with everybody? Is it a job you like? Is it, you know, all the things like if the job stresses you out to the nth degree, gives you anxiety, makes you have ulcers and you can't sleep at night, probably ought to look for a different job, you know? And yeah. I, it, and I say that real, you know, if you're married, I'm not saying go look for another husband or another <laughs> wife, go to counseling, go to counseling, go to counseling. Uh, but what I'm talking about is in for the daters, people that are just dating and you're dating someone, if you find that you're more anxious and more jealous and more suspicious and more uptight, that is not the person for you. Yeah. That, that's just not like, I don't if even you're need to crying yourself to sleep at night. Oh, it's not the person for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That, that yeah. hundred percent that, to me, that's just such an easy identifier to clearly this is not the right person for you. If they're causing you stress. And I remember, you know, before I met Jessica, I remember there was a couple people that I dated that they just, they, they stressed me out and they were suspicious and they were jealous and, I, and it just made me feel anxious. I was like, dude, what, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing? This is like, you're not bringing me peace. This is not joyful. This isn't, this is not good. Um, I can, you know, I can hear people in marriages going, that's how I feel right now. <laughs> Again, I would just say, then you need to go to counseling. You know, if, if you find that your relationship is stressing you out, go get some professional help to work through that. It's really important. All right. Yeah. One last question. Let me pull it up here. thought this was a good one. All right. This is a little bit longer one. Dear Timmy and Pammy, I'm a 32 year old woman. My twenties were spent in a serious long-term relationship. It was a lot of firsts for me. After we split, I took a couple of years to sow my wild oats. She went through the whole phase too. Ho phase. <laughs> and she said who I, it helped me to find out who I am as an individual. I'm now looking for something more than friends with benefits. However, the last few men I've met and gone on dates with as wholesome as they seemed, on dating sites, which is how she's meeting people, we're really just looking for hookups. I want to find a life partner. This is that, that, like that quote from that book. I would tell this listener, read how to not yes. die alone by Logan <laughs> exactly, Uri, exactly. because she, she talks about this. You're looking, you don't, 
these guys are looking for a prom date, not a life partner. So that matters. Anyway, she says, I've been chatting with this potential great guy that I met online and we have a date scheduled, but I'm nervous that when we meet, he'll expect more than a date. I'm over that. Like I said, I want an actual relationship. Give me some advice on what to do and say or not on a first date or second date to help me move in the right direction. Hmm. <laughs> Pammy, go. You go. You go first. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I think you need to be clear up front, honestly, about what it is that you're probably where, even where, in your dating profile. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Though and, I, and I think mm. a lot of the dating profiles do allow for that now. Are you looking for, you know, relation, long term relationship? You know, um, and I think it's important to be clear about that up front and and no and and don't waver. You know, I mean, it, it's easy to get on a, a first date with someone who's say. super, super. <laughs> Charming, and charming, and I went on a lot you know, of. I'm not having sex on the first date, and right. we ended up having yeah, sex on the yeah, first date, kind exactly. of people. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, you've got to know your boundaries and, and stick to them. But yeah. I think that's most important is just to be upfront about what it is you're, what, where you're at. Because here's the thing that I'm thinking for this person. I'm thinking, okay, you know, she's clearly ready for a relationship. Apparently, she's being. I don't know if it's called catfished or whatever it is. You know, she's meeting guys that seem super sweet and super whatever, and then. She meets them. And so I would say a couple things. One, men and women, you know, I'm a guy, so I know guys better than I know women. <laughs> a guy's a guy. I mean, they're pretty willing to have sex pretty quick, right? There's not many guys that wouldn't have sex on a first date. Though I will say a good guy, like a really good guy, in my opinion, guys, I'm so sorry. If you're, if you're, if you're looking for a committed relationship, if you're in a hookup phase, a good guy will be honest about that. Yeah. I mean, let me yeah. back up here. A good guy would say, Hey, listen, you're looking for a committed relationship. I'm looking for casual. Like they would be honest about it. A good guy. Um, so, so, so that's my dog, everybody. <laughs> I wonder if Jessica's coming in. Oh, I think she is. Yeah. yeah the, she kid, is. the kitty cat ran yeah. too. <laughs> it's funny she's not even at the door yet and they know she's yeah coming. they know that she's she's here um is that you babe oh hey babe <laughs> hey babe <laughs> hey that's my precious wife all right so we'll finish this up so here's here's my thought is yes you got to be clearly you got to be clear up front with on your profile like hey i'm looking for a committed relationship and I would just say, guys, listen, or women, like, stop lying. <laughs> stop lying. If you are looking for a casual relationship, have the balls just to say it. Yeah. Just say, hey, I'm looking for a casual relationship. You're looking for a committed relationship. This is probably not a good match. Yeah. But And I know how guys' brains work. And this goes back to what I was talking about, you know, my character flaws early on in my life. You would want to, oh, what does she want from me? A committed relationship. I'll lie and say I want a committed relationship when I really don't. So I remember how important it was to just be absolutely honest, very authentic, mm -hmm. even to the point of this person might not ever want to go on a date with me again with my honesty. Yeah. And I am okay with that. I'm okay if they don't want to date someone that's looking for what I'm looking for right now. Right. 
to me, that's honesty. So, well, and yeah, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're wasting your time, their time. Yeah, you just got to be upfront about yeah. it. So that, yeah, I mean, so the, in, and it doesn't mean that like they might be a great person. They're sure. just not in the same place you are. And who knows? Like a year later, they may actually be in that same place. You might meet again. You just never know. Right. But you have to be upfront. Yeah. Wrong where time, right person. At. Right. You have to know where you are and be honest about yeah. it. And so, so that's, that would be our advice. A, be more upfront about making it clear that you are looking for a committed relationship. Two, have some, have some fortitude or some, some strength. You know, if you go on a date and he's trying to pressure you into spend the night or something, say no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, no, that's it. Like, that's all you need to say. Like, no, I'm looking for a committed relationship. I don't have sex on the first date. If he presses the issue, slap him. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> have a friend on, have a friend on your, your text 911. Yeah. Whatever. Punch him yeah. in the throat. Yeah. And then, no. yeah, no, <laughs> but for real, I, I think that men and women, you know, I don't want to be sexist here, but men and women hold to what your values are. Yeah. If you don't, if you want to get to know someone first before you're intimate, then do that. And if here's my thing, if you tell a guy that and he's like 100%, we can wait as long as you want to wait. Keep dating that guy. Yeah. You know, like yeah. keep dating that guy and as long as he respects you and does that, that's a good person to me. Uh th because they they're respecting your boundaries. Clearly, the the easy to see that someone's not for you if they're not going to respect your boundaries. If they're not going to respect your boundaries, that raise your hand, get the ticket, get the freak out of there. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Don't even wait for the food. Just say, put it in a to-go box. I'm leaving. Yeah. If they're not going to respect you, that's just ridiculous. So anyway, you know, my advice to her is, yeah, make it more clear. Uh, put it out there. Hold your guns. The right person will definitely come along. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. There are good people out there. There 100%. are. Yep. Don't give up. Pammy. Timmy. Another podcast. Drop on the mic. Lo on love <laughs> but and don't, dating. But don't really. Don't. <laughs> oh, love and dating with Timmy and Pammy. All right, guys. Peace out. <laughs>